Rosie and Queens. Welcome back to Rosie and Queens podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jo, and today, today is episode 40. So grateful. Thank you so much. And today, I'm going to show you my story and how it shows resilience daily. Today, I could come and tell you people's story and how they overcome their challenges. I choose to tell you mine. And now you might be thinking, yeah, it's at 40, Marie. Like, what were you waiting for? Well, I'm glad you asked. How was unlearning shame discover the power of purpose? How cool is that? Now, as any good story, it has highs and lows and twists and turns, but a hurricane transformed me into who I am today. So let me bring you back to my teenage years. I was a silent girl, never giving her opinion, never sharing, never tapping in her full potential because I was afraid of people. What would they say? What would they think? was the curves in my head and I was uh, getting accustomed to that notion of approval. I discovered its painful truths. It doesn't always work that way. But I have a creativity in my ambition. I was dreaming big and deep at a young age. Oh, yes, I was deep at a young age. But well, I like that for later. I was falling in this, in this weirdos category. Now, mind you, at the time, being weird was not trendy. So I would hide myself behind my glasses. You know, the ones I wore, but the glass walls I erected. At the time, people saw my skin, brown skin, and they called me names. They saw my height, my size, and they called me name. Small people was one of them. Yeah. I know. Every day I came home crying, wondering when will it stop. And at home, I was the big sister, but rather than the victim, I was not seen as a tiny, pretty, magical, beautiful creature. I was constantly asked to shut my mouth, my, my brother, to be more logical by my parents, and as done by my other brother. I felt all alone, but I had me. I had my imagination and all all the things I chose to believe. At the time, I hated being the big sister, in which I was the little one. It'd be great, but I wanted to be cherished, you know, by my older brothers, but, you know, that never really happened. Fast forward in high school, I wasn't loner. My friend was food. Yep, you've heard it right, food. She was a loyal, so loyal she never disappointed me and always offered me her company i would eat two whole bags of crisps by myself and so on but i could not imagine that food will later on become a struggle as i ate more and more i saw my friends disappear one by one and felt the urge to eat more academically speaking i was not doing good but i was doing enough to have one-on-one lessons almost every subject. I was called names, but at the time, my father was a teacher in my school, so that people would let me live a little. The thing is, I was dyslexic. Yep, that sucks. So after classes, twice a week, I would go without failing. Every single time, I would go to a specialist to have me practice my reading out loud and to help me with my confusion with my G and J's and so on. 
but I felt depleted. Fast forward, I graduated and then I started to follow my dream of being a nurse and I studied two years and passed my exam and just succeeded in them. And the things were quite different from what I envisioned. And I ended up lying to myself to keep the facade that this dream was still for me to pursue. And I would have powerful friendships that helped me and ask myself the right questions, but my ego prevented me from doing what was right for me. I felt courage was powering through even when you don't feel like it. But I, was, but I discovered that it was more courageous to let go of what is no longer aligning. I then entered the realm, the realm of self-help. And I wanted to understand what was wrong with me for holding up so tight to the outcome. And I'll find something else. I found that I was the captain of my own boat but God allowed me to have one and to be on it. I had to let go of that dream, but it was a process. And little did I know that having to let go and transition to what I always really loved, that is English, would be more than a bold move. Yet, I did it. Oh yes, <coughs> I did it. I then transitioned to English but that transition started by me having to write a letter to say that I resigned from my nursing school. I remember saying, oh, you won't um, break my boxes because I am a star and I want things to fit in your boxes, something like that. Yeah, I was quite creative at the time. But yeah, sure, it wasn't easy. It was a real bold move. But I transitioned and I felt like giving up for me, but you know, give up on myself my dreams but still I did it I did it because I knew it was the thing I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be so I listened to my potential rather than my, than my ego there started my passion for resilience getting back up balancing back choosing positivity over and over again choosing to let go of your ego and to enter the realm of what is possible. Oh yes, I was so passionate about this. But for my parents, it wasn't a job, it wasn't even a career, it wasn't even a thing, it was just a hobby. Fast forward, I was at university studying English. And at first, oh, <coughs> what a transition that was. Girl, I'm telling you, I had to hustle for real because it was nothing I did previously and even worse, I went from saving lives on a daily basis to saving sentences by adding periods, I mean full stops, things I still struggle with from time to time, you know, yes I'm human, hey, can relate. So today, yes, it's been a huge mess around everything I wanted to do, but I gathered the pieces one by one. Let me come back and tell you more. So here I was in my new, my new life and then everything crumbled. I had a massive crisis at home and had to go to the hospital and was told that I had a disease called PSIS or pituitary stock interruption syndrome. But the doctor saw me as a miracle because people with my disease were small, 
or um you know i was getting taller and taller and they were smaller and they had things i didn't have or things like that and that other things you know and i felt so alone in this because i was in my disease myself because people who had the same disease were different but as the years go by i started to see it as a miracle and being grateful for everything and thing god gave me but the thing was i became more and more bloated and uncomfortable in my skin and i was at first in love with my legs and i didn't i ended up hating them and i felt like the world was becoming harsher about my body and i had the voices and when the voices in my head which became creepy to think you are while you're wearing that dress not good for you and so on and before even noticing I entered a massive depression where my only escape was to smile and to do as if everything was fine I was also blogging at the time blogging at the time in English to practice English and apply the words I just learned in school how cool is that well that healed me a lot because I learned about the power of self-acceptance and as a student, I discovered the system D of food, where leftovers were royalty. But you know, I would always have, you know, chick cloves and, and a smile on my face. That smile, I, I hid a lot. I remember my teacher barely recognizing me after two years because I've doubled in size. Now, I'm not telling all this to complain or pity. I'm telling this to elevate, to educate, inspire, to help you understand that I am an ordinary girl that just decided to believe in herself and so can you. So I decided to choose life and to let go of blaming, comparing and overhearing and to focus on my passions. First I rediscovered poetry, then writing, then singing, baking and praising as an accepted Christ. So today I want to let you with some hope. Although my condition is severe, my faith is serious. I am not playing games. I am choosing life every single day. Now you might be thinking, that's cool, but where's my nugget of wisdom in this episode? Right here, beautiful. Accept what is, believe in who you can be, and let go of what you should look like. You are unique, and no matter what people can say, they are not you. You have a story you might not be aware of. It's power yet, but it can illuminate someone else's darkness. So I won't let you like that. Now I'm a woman resilient coach, still finishing my education, and dreaming bigger than ever. What can't you believe that you can show the light? at the end of someone else's tunnel by being who you deeply are and someone else you by not you being exceptional by being yourself now you might wonder what daily resilience looks like well it looks like choosing life daily choosing to wake up choosing to be nice choosing to forgive choosing to let go choosing to keep learning Choosing gratitude, choosing to rise every single day in a beautiful sunshine of resilience. And if I can do it, so can you, my dear friend. So I'm going to let you with this. 
Your shame can be someone else's inspiration. Never underestimate the power of your story. Mary Jo. So have a beautiful day on Resident Queens and see you soon on Resident Queens podcast. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about my story, don't worry. I have my Instagram if you can join me. It's on Mary Jokes Empowers. I've Mary Jokes Empowers on Instagram. Have a beautiful day and take care of yourselves. Take care. Bye.